those who hit that play button and chose to listen to my podcast today it's anana my name is siri by now you all know what this podcast is all about to that new listener who is with us welcome in my podcast i speak about the challenges we face as humans methods i personally believe in which could help you all overcome that challenge and be more happy and satisfied with life you can reach out to me on my instagram handle at that call online show let's create a community where we can be real raw and open about our feelings and experiences and find a new perspective in every walk of life now let's get started so we have a very special guest miss joy here with us today she has an awesome podcast called we are not okay do follow her for awesome insights her instagram handle is mental health podcast hello joy welcome to that call online show hi thank you for having me so tell me about yourself Yeah, so my name is Zoe. I am a grad student uh pursuing my master's of public health and I am just a normal person who struggles with mental health challenges on a daily basis. So it is said that 1 in 5 adults and average of 10.5% of the world population suffer from some form of mental health issues and I strongly believe that not everyone can have mental illness. Everyone has mental health. As you're here to address mental health, can you tell us more about why we are in need to take care of our mental health and how important it is in this time of the year? Yeah, definitely. So, I do want to clarify that I'm not a mental health professional, so what I will be sharing is just personal insight and experiences. I've been um dealing with mental health challenges since I was 15. That was when I was officially diagnosed, so it's been 10 years since then. But it's very important to address it and acknowledge just mental health in general despite any challenges that you may face because it is part of your general health and for my experience my anxiety has affected my physical health so i had like shortness of breath it almost felt like anxiety attacks i would have a lot of chest pain severe body aches that it felt like it was chronic pain so addressing mental health just helps your well-being overall in my opinion and especially in covid right now where you know different countries are facing different levels of severity with covid unfortunately and in this time of isolation it's it's hard being like facing mental health challenges um in this day and age just being alone or feeling like things aren't ever going to get better with covid uh for me personally i've grown a lot of frustration towards other people because i see people not taking it as seriously as maybe they should or uh refusing to get the vaccine i'm vaccinated my whole family's vaccinated and we did it for ourselves but also to for the health of our communities and so right now i think there's a lot of fear of just livelihood whether people fearing for their lives at this point and obviously that takes a heavy mental toll on individuals and communities entirely even i was diagnosed with depression and anxiety 2 years back so i totally understand what you're talking about but uh, we all know that it's been a battle to break the stigma and talk about what we are all experiencing and personally for months i have felt ashamed for seeking for help because i've always asked to shut up whenever i talk about my depression or anxiety and it took me a long way to actually open up and talk about and do what i'm doing now 
and I'm so happy that you know there are so many people like you who are here to help and create a community. And uh, can you tell us more about your personal experiences and uh, what made you to start Mental Health Podcast? Well, to keep the long story short, I I had a difficult upbringing during my childhood. Um, and obviously that affected my mental health even before I knew what mental health was because in, it's common within the Latinx and Latino community that it's something that wasn't spoken of and it was a lot of like, uh, you're just being dramatic or like tough it out, suck it up, like just stop. So it was neglected within my household even though looking back, I can see like obviously my dad was dealing with depression or obviously my mom had anxiety. <laughs> like it's obvious knowing about mental health and looking back now. But similar growing up, I had no idea what mental health was. And then once I received the diagnosis of depression and then of anxiety, I felt ashamed. I felt weak. Like what's wrong with me? I just like I'm not normal. Like what's wrong with my brain I I didn't want to believe it because for me it would have been easier for a doctor to tell me oh you just have like really bad asthma that's why you're having difficulty breathing because that is like okay it's my physical body whatever but understanding that it's my brain that's not working well or normal quote-unquote it hurts so yeah it was difficult to accept my mental health diagnosis but once I started to understand more about what it actually is to be diagnosed with depression or have suicidal thoughts or struggle with anxiety I found power in sharing stories which brought me to my podcast once I met people who also uh, struggled with the similar mental health challenges it felt like you were meeting like a soulmate. Like, oh yes, I'm not the only one or oh my God, I totally understand. And it was just like immediate community with that. And so I wanted to start my podcast to kind of have a public forum of a bunch of stories from different individuals across different walks of life who've struggled with various mental health conditions. And so I'm hoping that people can find community listening to my podcast and not feel so alone or like it's impossible to live with various mental health challenges. So I believe that we can always seek for help and find resources online, but uh, we need to do our own inner work and be consistent about it, right? What was your experience with it? I think inner work is different for every individual. For me, I turn to therapy and I'm also on medication. And I find that that has been the most helpful because I do experience mostly anxiety on a daily basis to the point where it was, it was difficult to go on day to day doing anything. And so I found that medication and therapy has helped me the most. And also with therapy, going in with an open mind and not shutting because when I first started therapy I was like I'm not going to talk to this person <laughs> I don't want to share anything I don't want to tell them anything they're not going to help me this is stupid but once I changed my perspective on therapists and going to therapy it does bring a lot of clarity to like jumbled thoughts and jumbled emotion and 
uh, really like the void of not understanding what the heck is going on internally. So I recommend that people just go in with an open mind, even if you're pissed off the whole session or you don't want to be there, just go in with an open mind. When I began my post therapy session, even I was like in the total denial that nothing is wrong with me, everything else is wrong with the world. And down the road, I took 50 mg of serotonin medicine in the morning and to some extent it did help me. So there's this whole myth that, you know, taking modern medicines can change our personality, can cause other diseases. But what do you think about it? I don't believe that, um, just to be straightforward. I think medication has been researched enough that we know what works and what doesn't. And I do, I will say that I've tried two different medications for anxiety and depression. One of them didn't work at all for me, but I've heard that those drugs have worked for others. So it is unfortunately still being patient and it is difficult starting medication. It took me about four months for me to feel normal again after starting um, Lexapro is what I'm on. So it does take time. That comes with its own challenges physically and mentally. But um, if you're determined to seek help and help yourself, then finding the right medication, finding the right psychiatrist, doctors, and just support system can go a long way. I'm not a person who would open up all of a sudden. It just takes me a lot of time to even talk about the simplest things that had happened in my life. And I need to sit with a new person and talk about my entire childhood, my entire life of what is bothering me. And that, that was so scary. And even though I did, after two years, that therapy didn't work out well because not every doctor is the doctor for you, right? It just doesn't work out because even therapists are humans and uh, you know that they can sometimes just fail on us because of various reasons that they do have. But um, I felt hopeless, you know, for a long amount of time after that and um, I did not seeking help. So what do you think that we should do during that situation and not, you know, not give up on our hope and how do you find the right therapist for you? It is hard because I've also experienced that where I've gone to therapists and at the end of our time together, I'm just like, I don't feel like anything changed. Um, so again, it is a lot of it is a lot of work to seek mental health care. And I wish it were easier. I wish there was one path that fit everybody. But because mental health is so unique to each individual, I think that the path is unique for each individual, meaning different medications if necessary, different types of therapists, male or women or non-binary, old age even plays a factor. Um, so definitely being patient and I recommend bringing someone along for that journey, whether it's a parent, a friend, a partner, sharing with them what it's like to seek a therapist or try and find a therapist, have them help you find a therapist, uh, because that can definitely take a burden and load off of you, especially if you're in the middle of a mental health crisis. It's so hard to find help because sometimes you don't even want to get out of bed. How are you supposed to make phone calls and connect with people? So definitely having a support system, even if it's just one person to bring along through that journey.
and also you know we need to constantly put in effort to heal and to progress from you know such a downfall so what do you do on daily basis what is your daily routine that you follow keeps you happy and keeps you uh, feel energetic for the day that's a tricky question and that's actually something that i'm currently working on because i had a lot of recent change uh, come up right during this time of my life i moved across the country uh, i'm by myself right now and so i've experienced more uh, depression recently which makes it hard to want to do anything and i connected with a therapist thankfully and so she also brought up the idea of a routine and a schedule even if i am sad the whole time or have no joy to stick to that routine so right now i wake up except for today because it's raining so i didn't get out of bed but uh, i usually wake up around 7:30 a.m i go on a walk by 8 a.m i do a little workout and then i have breakfast and coffee usually outside in my patio just to get some outdoor time because i love being in the outdoors that's my peaceful place and where i find serenity within <laughs> And so I make sure to prioritize time outside when I can. So what do you think is the right route to self-love? Like what is the first step that everyone should take when they begin the journey of self-love? I think putting yourself first and that comes around a lot but really even if you're in a relationship putting your priorities and needs first, your desires first, your interests first because i think a lot of people want to put others first because it's easier i think to like other people more than you like yourself or to compliment somebody else than complimenting yourself so shifting that perspective to kind of be a little selfish and say what do i want what is going to be good for me what's going to make me happy uh regardless of what other people say i do believe that and uh when you're diagnosed with mental illness It, it's not always ups or it's not always downs. It's just a combination of both. And sometimes we might, you know, really feel good about ourselves for like, say, a week straight, and then something happens, or you know, suddenly you just get that onset of feeling where everything just falls apart, right? So, how do you identify that your mental health is declining, and uh, what do you do to make yourself feel better at that situation? Mhm. Mm That's taken a lot of work mostly in therapy with being able to identify essentially like what triggers me and how do I respond to those triggers? And that's the key. Like how do you respond? Some people might start eating more. Some people might start pacing around their house. I know my shift in mood happens because my thought streams start to change and it becomes very negative and dark and like doom and gloom nothing's ever going to get better um and so when i'm able to identify that i usually tell somebody and that someone for me is my partner i share with him everything so i talk to him about that and i also do journaling because i find that for at least negative thoughts and negative perceptions putting it out on paper and just getting it out of my system has helped relieve that a little bit but it's hard to do anything i think that will bring instant joy because i think mental health 
are living with mental health challenges, it is constant work. And I think if there were things that brought instant joy, we wouldn't be struggling as much as we probably do. But it is finding those small things that'll bring a little bit of release and free you just a little bit more. You know, when I scroll through Instagram, I always uh, come across this quote uh, that says, not everyone is out to get you. And uh, due to what we experience, we might lose trust in people sometimes because sometimes we overshare, sometimes things just don't, don't go well. We just are too afraid to be open and vulnerable sometimes because uh, uh, we always get this constant feeling that they don't care, nobody cares. So at that point, you know, what is the right way to handle such situation? Like, what do you think is the right way? Vulnerability is very difficult. And I recommend anyone who struggles with being vulnerable to read. I don't know if you're familiar with Brene Brown, but her book Daring Greatly is really, really good. And it addresses essentially like the power of being vulnerable and what it can do for you, for your relationships, for your the way that you see the world. So that's one recommendation is to do a little bit of reading and research and it is like pushing yourself a little bit because it is hard to open up to people because you don't know how they're going to respond. And if you've had, for me, I've had negative experiences where I've tried to open up to say my parents and they've had negative responses in the past. So guess what? I'm not going to tell you anything about my mental health. I'm not going to bring it up. And slowly they've come to understand because my siblings also struggle with mental health challenges. And so they're starting to understand why I was the way that I was. And so they're more open about it. But for a lot of people, it does take time to understand what mental health is and what it looks like. And so this comes back to the self-love thing of putting yourself first. And if if it's not gonna help you to talk to a specific person, then don't tell them about what you're going through. Go to a therapist, go to someone who you do trust, even if it's your pet, your dog. (laughs) You can talk to them and be like, I'm not feeling well. (laughs) Yeah, but finding people that you know will give you the response that you need. So as we are approaching to the end of the show, what do you like to tell to all the listeners who are with us today? There is a way out. And it is a lot of work to find that way out, but it is there. Find your support system immediately. That's step number one, I think, for anyone who's going through any mental health challenges, because it is very difficult to go through it alone. And even if it's a support group, like a community support group, if it's the person who, any, it can be anybody or anything, it can be your pet, like I said, but yeah, there is a way out. So don't give up. And we had, there's a bunch of mental health podcasts, so you know that you're not alone. So I, I really love the name that you said the podcast where you're not okay. It's like, it, it, it just feels like a small community, you know, where people yeah. are saying, you're not okay, you know, you can come join us. And I think yeah. that sense of connectivity is what that is needed in this world. And I'm really happy to connect to you today. And thank you for being on the show. Same, it was great meeting you. I look forward to hearing the rest of your podcast and seeing what other connections that you create in the future. 